It was really important to write this book now because the environment is deteriorating very quickly and, and, um, and all around us we can see things happening that are, are really gravely threatening human well-being. It, it's always bothered me that um, in talking about climate science, for example, that everything is cast in terms of what it will be like in 2100 when everybody will be dead. But um, the fact of the matter is that uh, really bad things are happening all around us now, like the California fires and the big hurricanes. And, and, um, and people need to appreciate that this is here to stay and how important it is. Breakpoint is a mathematical term. It, it's, you can think of it as, as meaning tipping point. It's actually a more precise term than that. But the tipping point idea um, really captures it. it, it the breakpoint is, is to say that we are on the verge of going into a system that we will really, really not like because the positive feedbacks will build on themselves and everything will accelerate and things will just go downhill really fast. And so we are at the point where we could do a lot to minimize all of that change, uh, but we don't have a lot of time. So Steve, um, Steve is a journalist and um, he was my uh, geriatric graduate student at Scripps. And um, we became friends because we shared, I think, a certain slightly cynical uh, and realistic view of the problems that we face in society. And it was fun to interact with a grown-up instead of only idealistic young people. And, and uh, yeah, we just got along. And, um, and, it, and it, the, the idea to write a book was originally Steve's, but he kept coming to me to ask for advice. And I said, dude, you know, if you're going to keep bothering me. We, we got to write this book together. And, and that's what we ended up doing. Um, but it, um, it really helped. It was really good. I, when we started out, he thought I was a hopeless, unrealistic pessimist. And I thought that he was a Pollyanna. And by the time it was all finished, I think we'd, we hadn't reversed roles, but we had come to a, um, a pretty similar viewpoint on just about everything. Um, I have to say that before we went on those trips, I didn't realize how bad a lot of things were. And, and the other thing I would say that I think is really important is it's really easy for, you know, highfalutin academics and journalists from the East Coast or the West Coast to preach and, and, and tell people what they should do without really ever seeing firsthand what's going on. We focused on the two issues that are sort of the heart and soul of American enterprise uh, in a huge, huge part of America. Farming is, after all, the original pastime and, and, and industry. And, and um, sea level rise being a reflection of the oil industry and, and all the rest of it. These are two of the engines of American prosperity. A huge amount of our well-being in America is a function of the success of those enterprises, and yet those enterprises are destroying the very quality of life throughout the heartland and really in the entire world. And so 
by sort of getting into the weeds, as it were, about, about how industrial agriculture works and the alternatives, and then just dealing with the fact that, that coastal land is disappearing at a terrifying rate it seems central. The other thing is these are really easy things for ordinary people to understand. If sea level is rising and your house is going to be underwater, it's, that's not subtle. That's just really. And so rather than focusing on climate models and, you know, really arcane stuff, uh, the fact that we're poisoning ourselves to death in American agriculture and we're drowning on the coast because of uh, fossil fuels is something anybody who's willing to open their mind can understand. We were writing the book and we were, and we were dealing with all this really depressing stuff. And, and with regard to sea level rise, which is harder to cope with and, than fixing farming, we, we could talk about examples where <clears throat> it would come out all right. And, and in the agriculture case, it was just very clear it can be fixed. Um, by the flip of a switch if, if we got rid of the corruption, which sustains the current practices. But, you know, you, you, you have to have hope, and, but you have to be realistic about that hope. And so we worked really hard to scour out examples where in spite of um, the intransigence in Washington, really good stuff was happening.